Hello everyone, I am Amar Ghale and this is my second episode of podcast on nationalism in India. I will explain you the topic 1.2 and 1.3. The topic 1.2, the Rawlat Act. As the support started escalating for Gandhiji because he had participated in mobilizing support for peasants to the mill workers in Gujarat, so he became more optimistic and active to carry forward his new ideas and steps to mobilize more people from every walk of life and religion. He was emboldened with all these success. And in 1919, Gandhi decided to launch a nationwide Satyagraha against the proposed Rollet Act. Now, what was the Rollet Act? This act had been hurriedly passed through the Imperial Legislative Council despite the united opposition of the Indian members. This act gave the Imperial government enormous powers to repress political activities and allowed to detain political prisoners without trial for two years, which was actually to suppress the political movement and mobilization of the people against the British. So Mahatma Gandhi wanted a non-violent civil disobedience against such unjust laws, which would start with a hartal. Hartal means a strike on 6th April. As a result, rallies were organized in various cities. Workers went on strike in railway workshops and shops were closed. And this alarmed and scared that the lines of communication such as railways and telegraph would be disrupted. So, the British administration decided to clamp down on nationalists. Local leaders were picked up from Amritsar and Mahatma Gandhi was barred from entering Delhi. On 10th April, the police in Amritsar fired on a peaceful procession, provoking widespread attacks on banks, post offices and railway stations. And on the other hand, British government got full chance to impose martial law. And the commander was General Dyer. He took the command. On April 13, the infamous Jallianwala Bagh incident took place. On that day, a crowd of villagers who had come to Amritsar to attend a fair gathered in the enclosed ground of Jallianwala Bagh. Being from the villages, they were unaware of the martial law that had been imposed. General Dyer entered the area. He commanded to block the exit points and ordered to open fire on the crowd, killing hundreds of innocents. Later, General Dyer declared that his motive behind open firing was to produce a moral effect, to create in the minds of the Satyagrahas a feeling of terror. But did it really happen? Did it really terrorize the people or escalated the movement? So. As the news of Jallianwala Bagh spread, crowds took to the streets in many North Indian cities and towns. There were strikes, clashes with the police and attacks on government buildings. The government responded with brutal suppression and repression. Seeking to humiliate and terrorize people, Satyagrahis were forced to rub their nose on the ground, crawl on the streets. People were flogged and villages were bombed. Seeing the increased violence from both the end, Mahatma Gandhi had called off the movement. While the Rawlat Satyagraha had been a widespread movement, it was still 
limited mostly to cities and towns. Mahatma Gandhi now felt that there should be a very broad-based movement in India. But he was certain and encountered that no such movement could be organized without bringing the Hindus and Muslims under one umbrella. So, he took up the Khilafat issue. The First World War had ended with the defeat of Ottoman Turkey. And as you know, the Greece had got independence from Turkey along with the other nation states. So there were rumors that a harsh peace treaty was going to be imposed on the Ottoman Empire Emperor, who was the Khalifa. And he was the spiritual head of the Islamic world. So to defend the Khalifa's temporal powers, a Khilafat committee was formed in Bombay in March 1919 in the solidarity with the rest of the Muslim in the Turkey or the Ottoman Empire. A young generation of Muslim leaders like the Muhammad Ali and Saukat Ali, Ali brothers, began discussing with Mahatma Gandhi about the possibility of a united mass action on this issue. On the other hand, Gandhiji saw this as an opportunity to bring Muslims under the umbrella of a unified national movement. At the Calcutta session of the Congress in September 1920, he convinced other leaders to start a non-cooperation movement in support of Khilafat as well as Swaraj, that is the self-governance. Now I'm sure you have, you must have understood what was Khilafat issue. Why was Gandhiji ready to support for Khilafat movement? Topic 1.3. Why non-cooperation? Why not other movement? Why not other ways of movement? In his famous book, Hindu Swaraj, in 1909, Gandhiji had declared that British rule was established in India with the cooperation of Indians and had survived only because of this cooperation. So he wanted Indians to know if Indians refused to cooperate, British rule in India would collapse within a year and Swaraj that the self-governance will be back. But how could non-cooperation become a movement? Was it so handy and easy to start? So, first Gandhiji proposed that the movement should unfold in stages. It should begin with the surrender of titles that the government awarded and a boycott of civil services, army, police, courts and legislative councils, schools and foreign goods. And it will completely make the British helpless, handicapped. Then, in case the government used repression, a full civil disobedience campaign would be launched. So, this was stage-wise stage. Through the summer of 1920, Mahatma Gandhi and Saukat Ali went to various parts of the country to mobilize popular support for the movement. Many within the Congress were, however, concerned about the proposals. They were reluctant to boycott the council elections which were scheduled for November 1920. And they feared that the movement might lead to popular violence. In the months between September and December, there was an intense tussle within the Congress because half of them were ready to start non-cooperation and half of them were not and a section of them wanted to take part in the council election. For a while, there seemed no meeting point between the supporters and the opponents of the movement within the Congress. Finally, at the Congress session at Nagpur in December 1920, a compromise was worked out and the non-cooperation program was adopted. So this is how non-cooperation movement was adopted, accepted and the stage-wise plan was also 
formulated. But the bigger questions are, how did the movement unfold? Who participated in it? How did different social groups conceive the idea of non-cooperation? All these we will understand in the next episode. I hope this will give you a clear understanding on the topic like non-cooperation, Khilafat movement. Thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye.